Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Are you looking for ways to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative? Gretchen Rubin is the number one best-selling author of The Happiness Project, and every week she shares insights and practical solutions in the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Gretchen's co-host and happiness guinea pig is her sister Elizabeth Kraft, a Hollywood showrunner. Join Gretchen and Elizabeth as they reveal fresh insights from cutting-edge science, ancient wisdom, pop culture, and their own experiences about cultivating happiness and good habits. Every week, they offer a manageable try-this-at-home tip you can use to boost your happiness without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. Suggestions such as follow the one-minute rule, choose a one-word theme for the year, or design your summer. They also feature segments like Know Yourself Better, where they discuss questions like, are you an overbuyer or underbuyer, a morning person or night person? Abundance lover or simplicity lover. And every episode includes a happiness hack, a quick, easy shortcut to more happiness. Listen and follow Happier with Gretchen Rubin, an Odyssey podcast. Available now, free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Icons, did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic. I'm Danny Pellegrino and I'm here to do a little BravoCon recap. We're not going to be talking about the shows that are on this week. I apologize, but we will be talking about BravoCon. Some people had asked if I'd do a little recap of my experience throughout the weekend. So I wanted to take to the microphone and just tell you it was a great time. It was so much fun. There were Bravo celebrities everywhere. Tom Sandoval in drag. I saw Cynthia Bailey twerk. I saw Captain Lee in person and I am changed for good. In the words of the Wicked song, I've changed for good. It was so much fun. My voice is a little hoarse. I'll tell you a little bit about my like road to BravoCon in a minute, but first I just want to say, I thought Bravo did such an amazing job putting this whole thing together. I thought it was organized. I thought it was really well done for the first year of like a con. 
I thought they really did good. And I think a lot of us were thinking like, oh, it'd be okay. (laughs) I think a lot of us were skeptical. And I was truly blown away. I thought they did such a phenomenal job. They got so many of their cast members there in New York. They had these like really cool uh, photo ops uh, where you can like insert yourself into the credits of like uh, Housewives and Vanderpump Rules. I thought those installations were like so much fun. I thought that was one of the best parts about it. The only negative I that I saw, of course, I'm sure other people had different experiences, but the only negative that I really saw was the photo ops with the Bravo celebrities themselves. They would happen usually like after the panels. And the only reason I say it was a negative because it was hard for people to get their photos. A lot of times people would like leave the panel early so that they could get in line for the photo op. And then I felt like that just sort of made people miss a lot of the panels which was one of my favorite parts. I thought the fa- panels were so fantastic. So people would leave and go line up for a photo op with the people after they finished their panel. And then I had heard from some people that they didn't get a chance to to get the photo because they waited in line, but then of course they had to move things along. That said, I thought they did a great job trying to make it happen. And I thought it was easier to just get photos with the Bravo celebrities, like when you were walking the floor, when they were walking around or outside. I felt like it was pretty easy to snap photos. And even there was a place called the Bazaar there, which was where you could shop for merch. And a lot of the Bravo celebrities had little booths. So like Ariana and Tom from Vanderpump Rules, they had a booth. Uh, some of the Summer House people, like there were different booths where you can go and basically just like take a photo with them and buy merch and stuff like that. And they didn't charge extra for any of the photo ops. And I was thinking a lot about like the ticket sales, because that's what most people were complaining about before the event, like people couldn't get tickets. And I think people were thinking it was going to be like a con where it was like in a convention center. But I think it was reasonably small for the first year because they wanted to make it really special for the people that were there. And so I thought they did a great job. And if they would have sold even more tickets, I think it would have been a clusterfuck. I think it would have been even harder to get photos with people and things like that. So I actually thought they did a great job of like having the right amount of people in. And like I said, the only negative was like those photo ops. I saw people were disappointed that they maybe didn't get a photo with someone they were waiting in line for or something like that. But uh, otherwise, I think like they really gave you a good bang for your buck. I mean, I think they tried to make the panels really good and the installations and stuff like that. Uh, I thought the moderators too, who did the panel, I moderated a, a couple things and I think all the moderators did such a great job. I saw some friends there like Amy Phillips and Dave Quinn and all sorts of wonderful people. So that was really fun. And I think they have to do it again next year. I thought it was such a success. I don't know that many people went and thought it was horrible. I'm sure there were people that had that experience that thought maybe they didn't like it. But from everyone that I heard who was there, it seemed like everyone was having a great time. It's, of course, always so fun to be surrounded by people who love the same kind of shit. And I mean, there was a panel where Caroline Manzo like threw ham at someone, and it's like, where else can we go for something like that? (laughs) Like, so insane and ridiculous. And we all get those references. I was at the Real Houses of Atlanta panel in the audience, and somebody asked Cynthia Bailey to twerk, and then she twerked on stage. And where else can we get that, people? There's nowhere else I can go to see that. That's the entertainment I need. (laughs) I loved it. Also, I love that it seemed really celebratory. It didn't seem too mean-spirited at all, or it didn't seem like 
too negative. I thought it was very celebratory of all this ridiculousness that we know and love. So I think they have to get it next year or have to do it again next year. Tickets, of course, were hard to get, but it was the first year. I think they kept it to a good amount of people. If they would have released more tickets, it would have been too much chaos. It wasn't at a giant convention center. It was spread out throughout three locations, the Manhattan Center, uh, and then Union West, and this place called Skylight Modern. And so they were all near each other, but it was spread out throughout three locations because there was a lot going on, but it wasn't at a convention center. So I think normally when I thought of Khan, I thought, oh, it's going to be at like some giant location, but it wasn't. And so I think that's why tickets, they tried to, I think they they tried to keep them low, but they really, I, I thought they offered a lot. I know tickets were very pricey, but I thought between the panels and, and the photo ops, all of that, because usually at cons, I think they charge extra to do the photos. So I don't, that's, that was my opinion. Of course, everyone has different opinions. Now, I want to talk about some of my experience. I was there working with DirecTV, too, so I was doing some interviews and stuff for them, and they were so wonderful, but I, I got to like interview a lot of Brevo celebrities for them. And I'm hoping to get like the all the audio and, and footage from that. They're going to be putting together a little video, but I'm hoping to get all of it so I can play it on here. But I will uh, tell you guys a little bit about like what I asked and and kind of my experience with them. But first, I just have to tell you that my road to getting there was rough. Now, you guys might think that I sound a little ill. <laughs> I, I have been very ill. And uh, about, let's see, like two weeks before Bravo, I told you guys I had went on vacation. And when I had gotten back, I had not really been feeling well. And the fri- or the Thursday or Friday before I left, uh, my friend Jenna came over and we recorded a couple episodes of our holiday spinoff podcast, which I hope you guys are listening and enjoying it because we've been having a lot of fun. But in the middle of recording, we did a couple episodes in this one, I think it was Thursday. I'm recording and I'm like, God, I'm feeling like early fevery. And I had just gotten back from vacation a couple days prior to that, feeling really fevery. Like Then the next day I woke up and I thought I was going to die. And I knew that I had to go to BravoCon in a week. So I'm thinking, well, at least it's happening like a week ahead of time. Like I'm not uh, really ill like the day before or something like that. But then it just kept getting worse. I went to the doctor. The doctor did, you know, the flu test, the strep test. And they were like, oh, you don't have your, you know, you're not having that stuff. But my fever was spiking really, really high. So I left the doctor and I'm like, I'm fine. Just need to get some rest. Then I kept getting worse and worse and worse. And I'm talking like my fever had spiked at certain points to like almost 104. I was like, I felt like I was dying. I couldn't eat anything. Like I couldn't eat anything solid. I saw three doctors in three days because I'm thinking I have to go to BravoCon and I still wasn't feeling well. Eventually I got antibiotics and all of that. But Thursday comes and I'm due to fly out for New York and I'm thinking I can't do this. There's no way I can survive. I was so sick. Again, nothing in me. I wasn't able to eat for a whole week. And here I was. I had to be like, you know, peppy and excited. And I was excited, but I was just feeling not well at all. So then I get to my hotel at like Thursday after midnight or something like that. It was very late that I got into New York. And I had to be up super early the next day to work with DirecTV and and start all the BravoCon stuff. So I just go straight to bed and I wake up and I'm still not well. I had been on antibiotics, so I knew that I wasn't contagious. 
and I was slowly getting better, but I was still, <laughs> still pretty rough. And so then Friday morning, I get to the venue, and I thought it was going to be like a day of hell. But something within BravoCon healed me, the energy, everything, seeing the Bravo-ness of it all, like I felt like really healed me. So I wasn't quite myself on Friday, but, you know, we got there. BravoCon started to heal me. I was so excited because Friday night, that was when the big Watch What Happens Live taping happened. and. Uh, it was really exciting because I didn't know I was going to be in the press room, but I didn't know who I was going to be interviewing for DirecTV. I thought I'd maybe interview like one or two people. And uh, it turned out I was like interviewing so everyone who was in there for Watch What Happens Live. So if you guys saw that episode of Watch What Happens Live, there was like every Bravo celebrity. So before the taping, I had my Everything Iconic Live show, which I hope you guys listened to because Margaret and Kelly were amazing on it. They were so, so wonderful. We had so much fun. But I had my panel with them, and then I had to rush over to the press room to do the Watch What Happens Live interviews. So I ran over, and unfortunately, I missed Andy. So I was supposed to interview Andy, but unfortunately, he was like the first one through the press line, because then he had to go get ready for the show. So unfortunately, I missed him, and he was. I was so excited because I knew I was going to get to interview him. And Unfortunately, I missed it, but I did see him, and he looked fantastic. Uh, but I did, I did miss him. Also, I just want to say, for the Everything Iconic Live show, Margaret and Kelly were so kind to me, and Margaret knew that I wasn't like feeling well. And throughout the entire weekend, she just kept checking in on me, which I thought was just like so sweet. She's very Margaret is like very sweet. I, I just, I love them both. Also, Kelly Dodd, her ring is stunning. And it almost felt like a weird engagement party for her or something this weekend. Like everyone was so excited because she had just announced her engagement. Um, but uh, it was, they were so lovely. And also, keep in mind the whole weekend, it felt like a reunion because every housewife was dressed in glam. So they all looked like they were going to a reunion, which was weird. Uh, and then also, uh, you guys, I'm all over the place here. But also, after I finished my live Everything Iconic show, I was leaving and I knew I had to get over to that press room, but I go backstage and I see the entire cast of Married to Medicine. I'm talking like the entire cast was there. Now, I love Married to Medicine. So, of course, I freaked out and I was like, I saw Toya and Simone sitting on the couch and I kind of got like starstruck. And I was like, oh my God, I love Married to Medicine. And they were like, let's get a photo. And so then I thought I was going to get a photo with like Toya and Simone, but then they like gathered the whole cast. Everyone except for Quad. Quad was like running late or something like that, unfortunately. Or or maybe she was, I don't even know if she was late. She might have been grabbing a coffee or something. But um, they gathered the entire cast and then like Mariah's husband Aiden took the photo of us. And I was just like, what a weird thing that I'm running into this entire cast of this show that I love. And then I had to run over to the press room. So I miss Andy. And I was a little bummed about that. But I thought it was just going to be like a few interviews, but it was everyone. It was everyone. And I was so excited. So uh, I want to just run down some of the interviews that I did. First of all, Ramona, I was the most nervous for. I was the most nervous for. Now, I was wearing a Wow Bethany Wow shirt. <laughs> just, you know, I was wearing that t shirt that says Wow Bethany Wow over or underneath my jacket. And I've not heard the best things about Ramona. Of course, we've all heard the rumors and we've seen her on TV for so many years. So I was very nervous to meet her. And I, she's my favorite housewife. And I know that I, I always say she's like my favorite. I don't want 
to necessarily meet her, but she's my favorite like to watch on TV. And I feel like she's oftentimes a monster on TV, but like that's part of what I love about watching her. <laughs> you know, we're all complicated, right? We all have our faves. But uh, Ramona really is my like number one. I think she makes like the best housewife in oftentimes the worst ways. I get that, but she is my number one. Like I don't ever want to not watch her on TV. And I told her that, and it was like I she saw my shirt and. She like gave me a big hug. I was like, Ramona, I'm so nervous. Like I'm sweating. And not only was I sweating like from the fever, but I was also sweating because of Ramona. And I was like, Ramona, I'm so nervous. Like, uh, you're my number one. And she's like, Hi, I'm so nice to meet you. She's like, Well, I want to show you. I support other women. And she showed me her like bracelet. She's like, This is so and so. And this is so this is so and so's jewelry. And I support other women. And it was like, she just launched right into supporting other women. And I was like, this is perfect. Like, I've never been happier. And then I asked her what uh, the show was like without Bethany. And she said, well, they're all women of a certain age and they're all going through some stuff. I felt like she said everything that was like hitting my buttons of like what I enjoy. She was like talking about how they're the only cast of, uh, of women of a certain age. You know, they're all much older and like what they're going through in life. And I, and then she was just wonderful, you guys. She, I, and I was so fucking scared to see that woman. I was so nervous. And Margaret, right before, had told me about how she got in a fight with Ramona in the dressing room. She told that story on the podcast, so if you guys listen to the live show. But Margaret apparently got in a fight when they were all getting glammed up. And so, of course, I was like pretty nervous about Ramona, but she was just so, she was so nice to me. And maybe it was because I was kissing her ass because I love her. But I was very relieved and happy that she was nice to me. So then I also talked to Giselle and Ashley from Potomac. They were the only two Potomac women who were at BravoCon. And I think it was because they were filming, and also there was like this messy legal stuff happening with Monique and Candace. So I don't know what exactly the reason is, but there was just the two of them. Giselle's one of the most beautiful women ever. This next season is going to be very messy and great. They said they know how to keep raising the bar, and I respect that. I'm really confident in Potomac. They seem very confident in next season's Potomac. I, uh, I'm excited about it. So that was great. I saw my Craigie and Cam from, uh, Southern Charm. We got to sing a little bit. I like sang at all these people. Like anyone that I could sing at, I was like singing right at them. <laughs> I sang at them and I was like, where's the theme song? I asked them. I was like, I asked them and Patricia. I was like, what's going on with the theme song? Like we need the full thing back. Like I'm tired of just getting a little bapa do. And I told them. And Patricia, I said specifically, like, you need to tell Whitney. He's a producer on the show. Let's get the whole thing back. Anyway, Craigie was so stunning in person. Of course, Cam was too, but I was like so focused on my Craigie. I was like sweating at him. <laughs> and he was like, I asked him something and I was like blacked out because I was just looking at how pretty he was. And he was talking about being like the next Martha Stewart, male Martha Stewart or something. And he just looked so good in his chunky sweater. I was just like, I don't know, Craigie. Like, I was blown away by his looks. I was really, Craigie looks good in person, you guys. And he's like tallish. I, I don't know. I always expect these people to be short, but Craigie was just stunning. And so is Cam, too. But, you know, I'm gay. I was looking at Craig. And I did tell Cam, though, that I loved her on Real World, which I did, which was fun. She appreciated that. Um, then I talked to Kyle Richards, who has the most stunning eyes. And I was really excited about Kyle because I asked her about the Halloween movies because I'm a big fan of uh, of the, the original Halloween. And she said she filmed for five weeks, which I was thinking, I'm like, that must be a decent, that's a decent amount, right? So she must be in the movie like a lot, the upcoming one. 
So we'll see next year. I did ask her about filming with LVP. She said she misses filming with LVP. And she also said, and I can't remember, I got to get the audio, but I asked her about her party last week or two weeks ago where she had all those ex-housewives. And she seemed to imply or say something along the lines of like, there were other people that weren't, that we don't know about that were there also. So we saw online, if you guys follow on social media, we saw that Kyle filmed this party for the upcoming season of Beverly Hills, where Adrian, Brandy, Kim, Camille, they were all there. Apparently, there were other people who social media hasn't picked up on. That's what I got from it. I got to get the full audio, but I think that's what she said. Uh, Cynthia Bailey, of course, done. I was don't even remember what we talked about because I was distracted by her cheekbones. I've interviewed her before. I don't think she remembered me, but <laughs> she, she was stunning. Oh, and then Kenya Moore from Atlanta, you guys. I love Kenya, and I sang twirl at her. And of course, when she walked by, I was like, twirl, twirl, twirl. So she liked me right off the bat because I knew her song. <laughs> the big news I got out of Kenya was that I think she's going to do another song. So that was exciting to me. I was like, are we going to get more music? Because that's what I want out of these people. And she seemed to imply that she was going to do a new song. So that was exciting. And also, things are not working out with her and Nini. So that was that was that, the that on that. Now, Patricia from Southern Charm, I mentioned, I love my Patricia. We're having an artichoke party. And she was one of my absolute faves. She, first of all, is a huge fan of Face Mask Fridays. She follows me on social media. And look, the whole weekend, I could tell who follows me for real and who has like people who, gays who run their social media accounts, right? Because a lot of these people, like, I have heavy communication with on the DMs on Instagram. And so many of them had no idea who I was, which, of course, I'm not expecting anyone to know who I am. But it's like, certain ones, we communicate a lot. And it's like, oh, I'm communicating with your gay social media assistant. (laughs) But then there's other people like Patricia, who Patricia, like, she's a fan of Face Mask Friday on Instagram. She said she was going to send me something. Uh, So that was really exciting. And by the way, I needed it because of the sickness. My like skin dried out and I had a split lip, which was ugh, it was frustrating, especially having to be on camera. But um, Patricia, she was so sweet. And she said, uh, I asked her about the cast for next season. They don't start filming until like January. She said that they might bring in some new crazies, but I think they're going to have the same old crazies. I don't think they're changing the cast, which was surprising to me. Surprising to me. Then I met Captain Lee. It was his birthday that day. He was just lovely. I have no notes on him other than he was so sexy and nice. Also, I want to say, like, with Patricia and Captain Lee, I felt like they were so incredibly warm, kind, excited to be there. And I feel like for them, this is this whole thing is just like a bon- life bonus. Does that make sense? It's like, they had careers and lives before all of this happened. Captain Lee never started captaining yachts to be on TV, I don't believe. So I think he realizes, and Patricia realizes, like, this is all ridiculous, and it's like a bonus life. You, you know what I'm saying? And so they feel so much more appreciative of all of it to me. And I, I don't know, I, I just get an impression there that they, they are just really happy and kind and grateful, and they realize the ridiculousness of it. Like, more than anyone else I saw this weekend, Captain Lee and Patricia, they seem so... Uh, warm, inviting, and kind, and down-to-earth, and like they just, they get it, and they are just happy to be in this whole mess. You know, does that make sense? 
So then uh, Rinna came. I thought Rinna was maybe like a little tipsy, but I only got one quick question with her. And yeah, it was, yeah, Rinna. She was Rinna. Um, then Denise and Dorit, uh, I interviewed them together. Now, I got to say, I've heard rumors that Denise is the one on the outs this upcoming season. And I haven't seen that like reported anywhere. It's just like kind of the rumblings that I've heard that there's like a lot of stuff with Denise. And I did get that impression. It seemed like Denise is kind of keeping separate from the women. She was with Dorit. So maybe her and Dorit are getting along. But that's just what I've heard. I don't know if that's true or not. So don't quote me on it. I'm just, I have heard that Denise is the one on the outs. And we've seen so much footage of these women like getting along and like they, we keep seeing photos. There was just a photo of all of them and Denise wasn't in it. And I think because Denise was so calm, cool and collected her first season that we're expecting that again. But from what I've heard, I think she's the one that's maybe on the outskirts with the cast. And she, I didn't see her communicating with the other women, but I will tell you this, that I don't know what she did in the off season, but her face looked amazing. She looked so good. I did see a picture going around of her at BravoCon that was like not flattering, but let me tell you in person, I was distracted by Denise. I was so distracted by her beauty. And of course, you know, I love Drop Dead Gorgeous. So that was the first thing I said. And meanwhile, like I had asked them a general question (laughs) and Dorit was talking and I don't even know what the fuck Dorit was saying. Like no fucking clue what Dorit said to me. And because I was just looking at Denise, I was just like, oh my God, there's Denise Richards, like right next to me. Dorit was going on and on. I don't even know what the fuck she was saying. And then Dorit was on my plane ride home, and I like I we didn't say anything, but she looked very chic in an all gray uh, sweatsuit. I like Dorit's got good style. I like Dorit's style. Like it's weird and good, and I like it. But when I saw Denise, you guys, I was just blown away. And I wanted to talk about Drop Dead Gorgeous. I was like, I don't give a fuck about your show. I think it's going to be boring next season. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about Drop Dead Gorgeous. Who the fuck cares about Beverly Hills Housewives? You know what I'm saying? Uh, and Denise was so kind to me. I really loved Denise, you guys. I really fell in love with her. Like, more than I liked her enough last season, but I was like, wow, I love you. And she was so nice to me. But it was funny because, like, I took a picture with them. <laughs> like, I did, I was so distracted by Denise's beauty and, of course, not feeling great. I did this, like, weird bent over thing. I'm very, I'm 6'3, and most of these people are short. So, and, so I, like, took a photo with Denise and Dorit, and I, like, bent over a little bit, and then it made, Denise bend over, but then Dorit didn't. It's like the most awkward. <laughs> We're all standing on different planes. Like, I don't even know what I just bent over. I don't know what I was doing. I'm like at, I'm at like Denise boob level and then like Dorit's standing up straight and then Denise. It was awkward. It was an awkward photo op. And again, have no fucking clue what Dorit said. Don't know what she was blabbing on about. <laughs> Something about next season. Who knows? Maybe we'll get the footage. Uh, then let's see. Emily from Orange County was there. I didn't interview her on the carpet, but I did talk to her a little bit. And I just wanted to shout her out, Emily from Orange County, because she had just had major surgery and she came to this thing. It was like such a trooper. It was such an exhausting weekend. And she came and was lovely to everyone. And I just really, she's an Ohio girl. I just really like Emily a lot. I do. Uh, then on the red carpet, oh, Tom and Tom came from Vanderpump Rules. Tom Sandoval, of course, showed up in drag. I love them. Tom, had a drag queen come to his room and do him up. And from what he told me, he wanted to call back his Vanderpump Rules drag. Remember when he did it on the show? But he wanted to do it better. Like, he didn't want to do shitty drag. So he got a drag queen to do it. And let me tell you something, the crowd fucking lost it. It was such a fun thing. Like, everyone loved it. He looked so beautiful. He's a beautiful, handsome man. 
but he's even more beautiful, handsome drag queen. And he was just, he was really the star of the show, you guys. I really love Tom and Ariana. Of course, you know I did the book with them. And I just have to say, though, they're just really kind, wonderful, nice, fun people in real life. Like, I I wish I could report some bad things, but I can't because they're just, they're really wonderful. And I think fans who saw them this weekend, they were able to see they're so nice to their fans. And some Bravo celebrities that you would see throughout the weekend were overly nice to people taking photos and, and trying to chat them up. And then others were a little bit more cold. And I felt like, like Ariana and Tom, they're so nice to people and they really are kind. And, and Tom really is, they really are respectful of the LGBT community. And that's why Tom wanted to have a, a hire a drag queen to help him with his look. And, and also he's not gay too. I always see that too. And he's, let me t- trust you. Trust me. They're just like, he's very open and fun and he, they're wonderful. I know a lot of you are rolling your eyes, but it's true. It's true. Uh, Kate Chastain. I love Kate, you guys. Kate is very beautiful, but she's also very smart and funny. And you know when you meet someone and you can tell they're an intelligent person? <laughs> I'm not saying all the Bravo celebrities aren't smart, but like Kate, I feel like is one person, and I've met her before, she's so wonderful, but I feel like she's also very intelligent. And it comes across on the show, too. She's whip smart on Below Deck. But I just think, like, she's smart. She's like, you could tell she's just, she, she gets it all. I like her a lot. Now, Teddy Mellencamp was there. Um, yeah. I get the impression, though, Beverly Hills is going to be boring. I'll be honest with you guys. That's what I get from next season. Aside from that Denise stuff, I think it's going to be... They kept saying how it's, like, lifestyle-focused. And it's like, I don't want a lifestyle-focused show. Like, I don't want to see you guys going on vacation. Unless you're fighting. I don't, like, what, what the fuck do I want to watch? Like, they're not... To me, they're not rich enough for me to be watching them for their lifestyle. Remember when Rena had that rat problem? Like that's not the kind of wealth that I want to watch for lifestyle porn. If you're if I'm gonna see a lifestyle show, then you better be really rich. You better be really fucking rich. I better see some something that I'm not gonna see anywhere else. So when I see them on the red carpet, they didn't tell me this, the Beverly Hills people, but I did hear I don't know if it was their panel or where it was, but talking about how it's really all about lifestyle next season, like fuck that. I don't give a shit about lifestyle porn unless you are the wealthiest fucker in the world. Okay, I saw, I love Denise, but I saw her house last season. That's not lifestyle porn that I want to watch. Look like a nice house. Don't get me wrong, nice beach house. Would I love to live there? Of course. No shade to that. Teddy's got a stunning house. Would love to view it. Would love to, you know, get a little tour of it for the YouTubes. But that's not something I need to watch for 22 episodes on network. Mm -mm, That's like a Bravo TV exclusive. That's all I need. Show me the houses real quick online. And then that's it. I know they're wealthy, but I just, if they got to be really wealthy, if I'm going to be watching 18 to 22 episodes of these women not doing nothing but showing off their goods. So I'm a little concerned about it, but maybe we'll all be surprised. The one thing I was thinking about was maybe they're trying to lower all of our expectations so that they underpromise and overdeliver. Maybe, right? Although I will say, it seemed like all the other casts were like more open about their seasons and giving teases and what's going on. It was like the Beverly Hills one. It was like, that was like all we heard about. It was like, well, it's lifestyle. Even their panel. It was like, we didn't really learn anything about what's going on in filming. So boring. <laughs> I think theirs was like the most boring panel, the Beverly Hills one. Um, anyway, they're all really nice though. And I, honestly, like Teddy's like really nice in person. I know people do not like Teddy, but she's very sweet. And 
Oh, she's lovely. And Kyle's stunning. I think Kyle's really beautiful. And I don't know if it always translates on pictures or TV, but I think Kyle's like very pretty. Um, so yeah. Then uh, Melissa Gorga, I interviewed her. She said, nice to meet you. She's been to my house before. <laughs> Which, of course, you guys, I laugh because I don't expect these people to know me or, memori- or remember me or anything like that. But a lot of the times, p- these people come to my house for interviews, and it just made me laugh. She's like, nice to meet you. <laughs> you were just at my house. It's okay. That was a boring interview. <laughs> anyway, um, I met Teresa. Teresa was really nice. Melissa Gorga is too stunning, by the way. Stunning. Uh, Teresa was really nice. I told, we talked about how Teresa shares so much of her life on the show. And I was like, do you ever get like exhausted? Like you share so much, like your whole family's fucking going to prison. <laughs> like, like she shares so much stuff. Like I would get annoyed if that was me. Of course I would not go to prison, hopefully knock on wood uh, for anything like that. But she really does share so much, and she does carry that show, you guys. Like, if it was, if Teresa's not there, what's happening on that show? I don't know. Although I say that, I do love Teresa. But I do say all the time, you guys know, I liked Caroline too, and I wish Caroline would come back. And when I tell you at my live show, I had said something to Margaret about bringing a cast member back, and there was a picture of Caroline. I, I asked them both, Kelly and Margaret about bringing old cast members back. And when I had asked Margaret, there was a picture of Caroline that came on the screen because I had a little PowerPoint presentation that I played uh, during the live show. And (laughs) everyone booed Caroline. Like, people do not like her. The whole crowd booed when they saw Caroline. And I, I get we all have our faves, but I'm always just so surprised that people really feel strongly against her. And I say that as someone who likes Tree. I do like Tree. I just thought, I always say it's more balanced when Caroline was on. It was like about the Manzos and the Giudices and the Gorgas. Anyway, Teresa was so nice. She was so nice. She was fun. She was like really lighthearted, which I was expecting maybe she'd be heavier. She just got back from Italy. You know. Anyway, that was the red carpet before Watch What Happens Live. I think I might have missed some people, I'm sure. But those were like the standout highlights for me. Uh, then, then you guys saw the Watch What Happens Live. It was a great show. I think it was like a whole hour extra than what they showed on TV, um, but it was really fun. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, my listeners can use code EVERYTHINGICONIC, all together one word, at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. This episode is sponsored by Los Angeles Tourism. 
Now, y'all know I'm from the Midwest, but I've lived in California for so long, and I truly do love it here in LA. There's so much to do. My parents were just in town and said the same thing because we always have something to do when they visit. There's so much good food and drink here. There's lots of pop-ups, rooftop bars, year-round alfresco dining. I love being able to eat outside here all the time, but they really have so many different food options uh, that you can get all the time. Tons of great shopping and fashion. Uh, they just opened up a new shopping center right across the street from where we live. And it's just fantastic to be able to walk there. I love that. I love having the sun. I love the attractions, the studios, the lifestyle. You get all the Hollywood pop culture stuff that I certainly love so much. Uh, And also, you just get the wonderful weather. It's really a fantastic place. So I want to encourage you all to head to discoverla.com. Again, need more ideas for your next visit? Just head to discoverla.com. Ever since I saw Clueless, I wanted to have the most amazing wardrobe, and that includes all of the clothes inside the wardrobe closet, and that's why I'm excited to talk to you about Quince. Now, Quince has you covered with truly timeless pieces that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever. Quince has all sorts of must-haves. I'm talking uh, Mongolian cashmere crewneck sweaters from $50. I have a blue cashmere crewneck sweater I got from them that I get so many compliments on all the time. I love it. Plus, iconic 100% leather jackets and versatile flow-knit activewear. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes us savings all over to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. Love that. Makes you feel good about shopping with Quince. Uh, again, I've gotten a lot of stuff there. Just uh, good quality pieces and a lot of different options if you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe. So indulge in the affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns, quince.com slash iconic. Now, the next day, I did uh, the Vanderpump Rules red carpet. So, the Vanderpump Rules panel, they showed the very first episode of Vanderpump Rules next season. I didn't see it because I was working in the press room, so I didn't get to see the first episode, but I did hear it was wonderful. Now, I interviewed most of the Vanderpump kids on this red carpet. This was on Saturday. And it was interesting to me that everyone did interviews in different groupings. So Stasi and Katie did interviews together, and then Kristen, Lala, and Sheena did interviews together. So of course I was reading into all of this. The witches of WeHo are still not well. I don't think they're going to be making up anytime soon. I think they're done so. In the words of Kristen Cavallari, who her show keeps inexplicably getting picked up. I don't know how. <laughs> I know that's neither here nor there, but I don't know how that show on E! Very Cavalry keeps getting picked up, you guys. I'm shocked. It's literally the worst reality show on TV, and it just keeps on getting picked up. (laughs) Don't get it. Anyway, I think the Witches of WeHo are donezo. I was very excited to meet Kristen finally. You guys know I love Kristen. Again, no, a lot of you don't like Kristen, but I love Kristen on, on the TV. And there's been all of this trying to get her on the podcast. She was like one of the Vanderpump people I haven't met yet. And I finally met her in person and she gave me a big hug and she was super sweet. And she said she's going to do the podcast, but we agreed to wait until the season gets going so that we can like talk about what's going on in the season. You know, when it's the beginning of the season, there's not too much good scoop you could get. So 
I figured let's wait until maybe like February, March, something after the show gets going good. Let's get her in. But she said she'd do it and she was so lovely. And I, I was only interested in her, so I was with her and Lala and Sheena. <laughs> and Sheena I did her show and um I love Sheena too now. I love Sheena. And I was just really so focused on Kristen though. I was like, oh my god, I'm finally meeting Kristen. Uh, but Stassi and Katie, I interviewed them together. I know a lot of you don't like Katie. I love Katie. I think uh, it was really interesting what's going to happen next season. I think Katie and James are friends now, you guys. Which, that's the most shocking thing to me. Right? Isn't that shocking? They're friends now. I think they get along. I don't know if they're friends' friends, but like they get along, you guys. And to me, that's going to be the most important development of the season. I want to see how that plays out. Because I do know they get along. I don't know if they're close, but they get along. Uh, it was interesting, too. I was asking all the Vanderpump people about like the new cast members. And some of them, like Kristen, and I, like Kristen seemed really open and excited about the new cast members coming in. But then like Stassi and Katie, they were like a little bit less excited about the new cast members. I think it's interesting to me. I would be worried about my job security if I was one of the OG cast members, because I'd be like, oh my God, they're bringing in these news people. What if they phase a lot of us out? That's what I would be worried about. So that was interesting. Oh, Katie told me that the moms are going to make an appearance on next season. Because you know I love Terry Maloney. She's my fave. Katie's mom, Terry, is the best. And I really love that episode when they had all the moms. So apparently we get to see the moms again, which is exciting. I love the. I want just the Vanderpump moms. That's the spinoff I need. Just Stassi's mom, Katie's mom, Kristen's mom. Let's get all the moms in there. Sheena's mom. All of them. I want to see them all on a separate show. I'm sick of it. Where is it at? Bravo. Give it to us. Um, let's see. James, he looked super healthy. So happy. He was in such good spirits all weekend. I really thought James looked the best. He's like, I, I thought he looked the best he's ever looked. He seemed so healthy and happy. So that was great. Uh, let's see. Lala told me that she'll have Randall on the show next season. We're going to see him on Vanderpump Rules quite a bit. Uh, let's see. Jackson, Brittany, I missed them in the press line. It was really hectic. So they were going to come. I don't know what happened. Like they, I had just missed them. Um, which was fine. I, Jack sort of scares me a little bit. <laughs> I don't know why. I just, I feel like I can't get a good read on him and I've never met him before. So it kind of makes me nervous. But uh, so I didn't get a chat with him. So, but they look fine. Um, I heard the premiere again was good. Let's see. Anything else I'm missing from the weekend? I am running through this, you guys. I am tired, but I am trying to remember all of the tea. I wrote notes for you guys. All the panels were good. Again, my favorite panel was the Atlanta panel. Portia was such a star. She was rolled out in a wheelchair because she had hurt her foot or her leg or something. And she was such a star on that panel. I mean, she was taken over. Taken over. There was also a Housewives Museum, which I thought was so fun. You could walk through, and they had like the bunny from Beverly Hills, and they had all, all sorts of reunion dresses where you could see like some of the dresses that the women wore in the reunions. The museum was just really, really fun. Really, really fun. And then Sunday, of course, I had the fancy AF panel with Ariana and Tom, where we did uh, Ariana and Tom did a cocktail demo, and then I chatted with them about the book. And it was so fun, you guys. I'm so excited for you to see the book. They brought Ariana and Tom brought a copy of the book to their booth so people could look through it. And I think everyone really enjoyed it. Like, it's, I can't wait for you guys to see this book. I think it turned out so good and so fun. And 
And we all worked so hard on it. And so I hope you'll order it. It's like under, I think it's like 16 bucks or something on Amazon right now. 16 bucks, that's like the cost of a couple drinks, a couple coffees. So go pre-order it on Amazon. It really is fun. And it's got great cocktail recipes, great photos. And um, it's we worked really hard. I worked so hard on it, you guys. And so did they. And and we had so much fun doing the panel. They made some cocktails. And, uh, and they're just great. I really can't say enough good things about them. I know you guys are, are going to talk shit about me and say I'm kissing their ass now. But whatever. They're great. Ariana and Tom are nice people. Not all of them are nice people. These two are. Uh, anyway, I had to leave then. I had to fly back to LA before Luann's Countess Cabaret show on Sunday night. Uh, let me just say, I heard she was an hour late, and I'm getting sick of the Countess Luann stuff. You guys, I've had enough. Taylor Armstrong, enough. We're all letting it go on a little bit too long. I heard she played a very mean-spirited game called uh, um, Do I Know Them or, or Uncool or Un cool or not uncool or something like that, where she put up pictures of people and then she just kind of talks shit about them. And I, it just seems mean-spirited. Again, the whole weekend seems so nice. And then Luann's an hour late. And come on. It's just, come on. We're, and we're all encouraging it at this point. Will I go again? Of course. <laughs> Will I see her again live? Sure. But I think at some point we need to say enough is enough. It's got to end. When's it ending? I keep thinking it's like, we're done here. We're going to be done touring. And then it goes on another six months. And she announces more and more dates. It's shocking to me. And I, it's fun. It's bizarre. It's wild. It's a weird night out. And again, I think part of the appeal of these live things is you're surrounded by people who love Bravo and like-minded individuals. And so that's why we love going. If you've ever been to Watch What Crappens show, that's what's so fun about them. I encourage you all to go. I mean, also Ben and Ronnie are brilliant and geniuses and funny and everything. But it's just so fun to be surrounded by people who like the same stuff. And so I think that's why we all go to the Countess Luann shows. But, you know, enough is enough. And don't be an hour late. You're not Madonna. I know Madonna goes on way more than an hour late, but come on. Madonna's earned it. Luann coming out an hour late to play the bongos is not something I'm interested in. Anyway, BravoCon was a complete success. I am slowly gaining my voice back. I'm gaining my strength. I am feeling better and better every day. A lot of people, too, were telling me I look so thin. <laughs> Very flattered, of course, because you guys know I've been on a weight loss journey. Um, but uh, this has not been like a good, fun weight loss. It's been like a I'm deathly ill kind of weight loss. But it was, been, it was really nice. Everyone's like, you look so thin. And I'm like thinking in my head, I've been deathly ill for like 10 days. <laughs> unable to eat solid foods. Uh, but I'm slowly eating again, and I'm sure I'll gain it all back this holiday season, but I'm going to try my best not to. Uh, oh, I also have to say, you guys, uh, I told you guys on the podcast last week or a couple weeks ago about how I'm obsessed with the movie Judy, you know, with Renee Zellweger, and it's all I want to talk about. And during the fancy AF panel, it was so funny because <laughs> I'm moderating it, and Tom is telling the story about serving Renee Zellweger drinks. And he keeps saying Renee Zellweger. And in my head, I'm like, oh my, I'm like shaking up. I'm on stage. And I'm shaking because I'm like, oh my God, he's talking about Renee Zellweger. And all I want to do is talk about Judy. So, but I, but I'm also realizing like, I'm at a Bravo panel. Like people don't want to hear about my love of the Judy movie. <laughs> like, 
they're there to see Ariana and Tom mix cocktails and talk about the upcoming season. Like, I can't just talk about Judy. But he kept saying it. So I'm, it was like the same kind of experience that I had when I was out to dinner with those friends where it was like, all I want to do is talk about it. And Matt told me I wasn't allowed to talk about it. And it was the same thing. I was on stage and I'm thinking like, the Bravo producers are all here. Like, they don't want me to just go rogue. They had questions I was supposed to ask them. Like, I couldn't just go rogue and be like, let's talk about, you know, clang, clang, clang goes the trolley. And Tom kept saying, then I serve Renee Zellweger and then Renee Zellweger want to drink. So finally, I had to say, like, did anyone see the movie Judy? <laughs> like, like, a lot of blank stares in the crowd. There was a few people that definitely got it. And I was like, oh, you guys are my people. I love you. But <laughs> I had to bring it up. I was like, give Renee the Oscar. And I'm sure the Bravo people were like, what the fuck, Danny? Like, this is a Bravo panel. This is not a time to talk about the Judy Garland biopic that you liked. Um, but I couldn't help myself. I just couldn't. Help. I was like shaking. I had to say it. Had to do it. Anyway, Bravo was such a BravoCon was such a success. I hope they do it next year. If they do, I hope we can all go and have the best time ever. I think everyone who went is exhausted. If you see anyone who went, just you know, give them a salute because it was tough. It was an exhausting weekend. Bravo did such an amazing job. I was so impressed. Truly, it was not the fire festival. I think people thought it was going to be. It was a roaring success. It was so much fun. So much fucking fun. So much fucking fun. So. That's it. We'll see about the recaps, you guys. I'm trying my best. I'm on the mend, getting healthy. And also, it's Thanksgiving week next week. So I don't know how the recap schedule is going to go. I'll do my absolute best. Maybe we'll get out a recap this week or something. Uh, please follow the Everything Iconic or the a Very Merry Iconic podcast if you want to listen to the Christmas recaps. We just did a recap of the Hallmark movie right before Christmas. You can listen to that over there. Just search Very Merry Iconic podcast. The second episode is up now. Uh, it was really fun. And we mostly just talk about everything. So, you know, you don't have to have watched the movie to enjoy the podcast. Hopefully, I think you'll enjoy it otherwise. So, uh, with that said, I want to say, please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. If you want to support this podcast, go to patreon.com slash everything iconic. Click become a patron. If you donate $4 more per month, you get access to the bonus episodes. I'm doing one a month. I haven't done November's yet, but I will. Uh, and more importantly, the money helps to support this podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you want one of the t-shirts, if you want that Wow About the New Wow shirt, you could go to everythingiconic.threadless.com. Everythingiconic.threadless.com. Thank you for all joining me on this journey. I will do my best also to get those interviews. I'm going to try. It's They were all with DirecTV, who is lovely, but I'm going to try to get all of the audio or the video or somehow at least maybe get the good ones to play for you guys. And maybe that'll be a separate episode if I'm able to get them. I'm not sure yet. I haven't been able to get them. But with that said, let's do a little cool down because this was, uh, we need it. We need it. So let's, I'll take a deep breath in, hold it, breathe out, take another deep breath in, hold it. Think of your favorite Bravo moment, breathe out. Now just remember your favorite Bravo moment, whether it was something dramatic that happened on Housewives something that happened on Southern Charm, whatever your favorite moment was, just replay it in your head and just enjoy it. Go about your day, your week. Hope you have a wonderful day. Love you all. Bye-bye.
icons. Did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, I have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Icons, I'm sure I've mentioned this many a time on the show, but I use DoorDash all the time, and I'm sure so many of you are right there with me. When you need a meal, you hop on DoorDash. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about DoorDash's Dash Pass. It's the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door, helping you save lots of money, lots of time with every one of your DoorDash orders. So it's really a big saver with $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on your eligible orders. Dash Pass makes it super easy to save on restaurants or retail items, groceries, all your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. Because I don't just get my meals. I also get a lot of groceries. You can get, again, retail items, local stuff. Dash Pass, too, pays for itself in just two orders on average, making delivery even more worth it. Plus, Dash Pass gives you special access to exclusive promotions, member-only menu items, all for just $9.99 a month. So get more from your delivery for less. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash. Use code ICONIC24. That's ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, use code ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass.